Hey everyone, it's Aaliyah Henry, and you're listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Expect to hear insightful interviews and panel discussions covering community, entrepreneurship, health, and women's empowerment. Don't miss out. Keep listening. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. As a girl boss, I want to look phenomenal and feel confident when doing business. And on this episode, I'm joined by an amazing individual who does just that for women like me every day. She is fashion designer, Tawny Haynes. Her gift for designing and creating apparel has kept her in demand for over 13 years. Her eye for lines, curves, fabrics, and details is uniquely hers. But more than that, she's got a story you won't soon forget. Stay tuned for The Aaliyah Henry Show. Hello, I'm Tawny of Tawny Haynes Apparel. We're thrilled to be a sponsor of The Aaliyah Henry Show. Shop with us online at tawnyhaynes.com. So, Tani, it is exciting to have you here at the Aaliyah Henry Show, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, I'm excited that you're here for two reasons. You are an African-American fashion designer. Um, there's so many amazing young women who would love to understand how you got there, how you got started, what were your challenges, and so I'm really excited to have you just to talk and share your story and your journey in entrepreneurship. So I want to jump right in okay. <laughs> and ask you what most people want to know is what specifically started you in this journey? Uh, what started me probably was just the need to honestly help family, help friends, help uh, women that looked like me or that were shaped like me look and feel a certain way in, in an industry where I felt like, you know, the options just weren't out there. So I felt like I was feeling a void in a sense. Talk a little bit about your journey into this in terms of like have you always known how to sew <laughs> no of course not it's funny because when i first started most of what i thought i would need i felt like i didn't possess it um, i did not go to school i don't have formal training in fashion design sewing anything like that uh, it was a gift that lied dormant on the inside of me i used tools and resources at that time that were around me um, i knew what the vision looked like that god had given me and it was just my job to execute pull on whatever skills I thought I had, um, try to obtain to the best of my ability with limited resources, the additional skills that I lack, and just really to go from there. Share with us some of those challenges early on as an entrepreneur. So I think the earliest challenge, which is probably most common, is resources or what we feel like is a lack of resources. Okay. Um, starting out, I had this vision, I had this dream, I didn't know how everything would pan out and I didn't have a lot of money. And I think a lot of times we feel like money is what we're lacking, but if we're just obedient and trust God, money is nothing. Um, it's more important to tap into your gift, tap into what God gave you, and just to use your resources wisely. I remember 
like the conception of our business. When we first started, I remember just thinking and focusing on the fact that, but I only have this. And the Holy Spirit would be like, but focus on what you do have. And so for me, just being a good steward and using those resources wisely, which were limited, um, I was able just to start and build and build. And the more that I would build, um, the more I would grow, the more my resources would grow. And it really went from there. So I really believe that is the most common challenge. So were you that entrepreneur who started sewing at home or did someone teach you? Share us a little bit about that. Okay. Part of you. Well, this is going to be the funny part. I actually do not sew. Never learned to sew. The vision that God gave me. And this is important because people have to realize that your journey is your journey. Mm -hmm. It's an individual journey. It doesn't have to look like anyone else's. With the vision that God gave me initially, it was never me sitting at the sewing machine sewing. God showed me mm -hmm. mass production. He showed me a team. He showed me factory. And so imagine the kind of faith I had to have going from 50 whole dollars to this big mass production. Wait a minute. Did you say you started your business with $50? 50 whole dollars. That is it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. That is it. And with this, sometimes it can be intimidating because the vision that God gave me, I felt like it was so big. Mm -hmm. And at that time, honestly, it didn't make sense. And I had to trust God because how was I going to go from $50, I don't sew, I don't have any experience in fashion design, to this business where I have a team and where we're, we're sewing on a large scale. How is that going to happen? And along the way, there are some bumps, many bumps, but along the way, I'm thankful for every aspect of the journey, um, whether it be hard, whether it be a difficult situation, I'm thankful for it because it made me understand better, I think, the vision that God gave me. So talk a little bit about what you think it's taking over these last 13 years to have running, really running your business effectively? Okay. Um, I definitely think it takes, well, sometimes people just say hard work and they think that's it, but it takes hard work and strategy. And what I mean by that is that you can just work hard and get nowhere. You can't just work hard, you have to be strategic. You have to know what to focus on, what not to focus on, when to pull back, when to hire somebody to do something and when to do it yourself. And I believe that it's important to know how to do everything, but in the day-to-day -day running your business, you shouldn't be the person that do everything. Now, I understand starting out, for most people, you have to because you don't have the resources, you still need to learn. But it's almost like you have to hover over your business and you have to be able to see what your business truly needs. You have to understand what it takes to fulfill each role. You, while you have to have a, a, a knowledge of each role, you have to be willing to pull yourself back and put someone there. So I would say that probably is the, the one of the most important or the most integral integral parts that um, I had to learn and understand. It's funny because I learned it over time. It wasn't something, and, and I say all of this and it sounds so simple, but unfortunately when I was going through each situation, it didn't feel simple. It was difficult times and I had to push through. So it definitely took hard work strategy, determination, and courage. Anytime you're doing something different, even if it's something different for you, for you, you're doing something your own way. That takes a lot of courage, especially when you feel like you don't have the support you need. And just to go, just to hit on that a little bit, the support that we feel like we need, mm -hmm. your gift plus God, that really is the most support that you need, but sometimes it's very intimidating. So I definitely would say courage as well. Interesting. Talk a little bit about <clears throat> what you would share with someone else. So you're looking at Tawny at 15. What would you share with your 15 year old self? Oh, wow. I probably would tell myself that it's okay to be your own standard. It's okay to be willing to stand out. It's okay to do things your own way. It's okay to have people to disagree with you, but it was so, it was, 
it's so important to make sure you do it your way. And I say that because I remember my early years, so many things that I did was based on what I felt like people thought I should do. I was living up to everyone else's standards and I was losing myself in the process. And so when you fast forward a few years on and you kind of come to yourself like, wait a minute, this isn't what I want. You go back and you rewind and you set some things in place. And I feel like you really find your true stride when you are truly living out like the fullness of who you authentically are. So what I would tell my 15 year old self is it's okay to be you, whatever that means, just you. It's good enough. You have three daughters. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Share with us a little bit about the way you parent, because obviously you have a business, you have a spouse, you've got the girls. How do you parent them um, with this concept of being business owner? Right. And and I think that. if I were to say one, if I were to use one theme or one word, I would say unapologetic. I want to raise and it is my intention to raise three strong independent women not independent in a sense to where you can step all over people you don't need nobody else no independent in that whatever it is that you want to do you go for it and you do it the people that are supposed to be in your life they'll be in your life the people that are not in agreement or the people that don't want to support you those people won't be in your life so i would say the type of mom that i am i'm a very strong-willed mom i encourage my girls positive affirmations constantly i push them sometimes to do difficult things but i do that on purpose I feel like they make you or when you do when you go through difficult things or maybe try something new like with my 13 year old we always try different sports and i do that not just because i want her to just know how to excel at all these different types of athletic events but i do it more so because i want her to gain the strength from it so when she does go through difficult situations or when any of my daughters go through difficult situations they'll have something to pull on so i would say that i, I probably am a very um very strong mom um, i encourage them to just figure out what they want whatever gifts they have or what, whatever um, they desire to do. I'm always asking them questions like, well, hey, do you want to do this? Hey, do you want to try that? Because it's important for me to find out what interests them. Sometimes as parents, we can minimize or act like what our kids want to do, what they desire. We act like it doesn't matter because it's not important to us. I encourage my daughters to be individuals and it's okay. It's really important to me, actually. You are very aware of taking time for yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Share with us a little bit about your self-care journey. Why is it important to you? A few years back, I actually had an anxiety attack. And I was at that place in my business where my business had started to thrive. You know, you know, I was doing really good, but I was wearing too many hats. I wasn't take the, taking the time to rest when the Holy Spirit was telling me to rest. I just felt like I was a super woman, woman in a sense. And you know how that goes. God will figure out a way. He'll sit you down. Okay, either you get it or, or God's going to sit you down. Yeah. So I realized then in order for me to give everyone the best of me, in order for me to operate in excellence, in order for me to be a wife, a mom, a business owner, and just to do some of the things that God called me to do, I had to understand the importance of Sabbath, the importance of taking the time to rest, rest my mind, rest my body, take a break from the monotony sometimes of our day and actually do something that I enjoyed. And I felt like I would come back fresher or stronger, or I would be more present in that moment with my kids or present when I'm assisting a client or present with my husband. But the times when I would like burning at both ends and just, oh, I got to get all these things done. And I wouldn't take time for myself. I felt it. It came across in the things that I created. It came across in how I interacted with people. So self-care, downtime, balance, really, or some people call it harmony. It's so important in order to be the best you. So what do you like to do? Oh my gosh, massages are my thing, but probably the most important. Anyone that knows me, I love fitness. Um, 
anything where I'm running, climbing, anything like that. It's something about fitness where I feel like you're exerting yourself and any problem that's in your life or anything you may face, it becomes small. And I feel like a lot of times when I'm working out, it's almost like my brain can really resolve or work out whatever is going on. And it's like when I'm done working out, whatever it was, it's minimized. So I think it's just my body's way and even my mind's way to be able to kind of look at things clearly, pause for a moment, because when you're working out and you're exerting yourself, you're tired. Yeah, <laughs> and so a lot of times, whatever it is that was troubling you or bothering you or whatever problem, it's kind of small in that moment. And then you can go back, say, after I'm done working out and I have clear eyes. And so for me, fitness probably is, um, it's probably not yet. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so one of the things that you have helped me to see, and I really want you know, everyone else to know is that sometimes when you think about having designed clothes or something that's custom or maybe something that um, is just um, different and unique, um, I always like equated that to be like, oh, well, you have to be really like going somewhere or do you have some special event or you have to have something that's special. And one of the things that I realized is that I can go to a regular retail store and spend money on clothing and get something that eh, I may like. Um, funny story is, I have to talk, I think this is probably the first time I've ever talked about this. I went to uh, 2004 NBA All-Star Weekend, bought a gorgeous dress um, from a, a retail brand, which I will not call out their names, right. and walked into this party and literally had on the same dress as another person in in the ball worst nightmare it was the worst nightmare ever mm -hmm. and it was hilarious because so many people are like you're killing the dress you're killing the dress and it was cool but that one of those things thought to me like i needed to have something different mm -hmm. anyway i stumbled across you years later and really understood that i could um purchase items and clothing uh, that was just different and unique. Mm -hmm. And so share with us just a couple of style tips because that's one of the things that I really walked into your store that day mm -hmm. for is trying to figure out how to use this, my best styles right. or what to coordinate together and that kind of thing. Well, the most important thing I always, I always say is that make sure you're dressing who you are, what works for you. So many of my clients will say, well, I saw such and such and she had on this. Well, that's not me. I don't want anything like that, but what can you create? Dress who you are as an individual. If you like an element of something somebody else has on and you want to make it your own, do that. Um, straight sleeves work for some people. Puff sleeve works for other people. Um, mock necks works for some people. So I always say, pay attention to your proportions. Are you short? Are you tall? Are you curvy? Accentuate the things that you want to accentuate. Downplay the other things. That's the most important thing. And I feel like when you're, when you're styling yourself or when you're getting dressed, it's okay to look in the mirror and you like what you see, but this whatever it is that you have on, it doesn't have to be something for everyone else. Mm -hmm. As an individual, dress your personality, dress who you are. And I think sometimes it's so intimidating, especially when things are trending. It's so yeah. intimidating because you're like, well, how do I incorporate this trend? How do I incorporate? Maybe that trend ain't for you. Exactly. So, and I feel like if you find out whatever your individual style is that represents you the best, 
you're, it's going to show. Yeah. It's not the clothes that wear the person. It's the person that wears the clothes. So if you feel confident, if you feel good, that's going to come across in whatever you wear. So more than anything is, is to define and figure out your personal style. And once you do that, pay attention to the things that you feel good in. You know how it is as women. We'll look in the mirror when we really think we're right. And we'll say, okay, this is it. That feeling is what you need anytime you get dressed. So if that means that you go the route of having something custom made or shopping for a unique piece, be willing to do that because how you feel when you get yes. dressed, it matters. It also matters in whoever you're interacting with. It comes across in your confidence. It's their first impression of you. So it's really important to make sure that when you step out of the house that you're representing yourself and what you wear. Great tips. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. So tell us what's next for Tani Haynes Apparel. Oh my gosh, so much is next. And it's so funny because I never even uh, try to act like I have the answers or um, I have this five-year plan. Um, sure. I am faith-based completely, spirit-led completely. If the Holy Spirit tells me to take off running towards a wall, I expect the wall to move before I get there. So I'm that person that in whatever way God leaves, leads me, and there are so many so many things on the horizon, but in whatever way God leads me, leads me I'm all for it. So um, it's, it's just a lot that's to come. So stay tuned. Well, great. Well, it has been just a pleasure to talk to you, have you on the show just to talk and understand a little bit about more what you're doing and wonderful style tips. <laughs> Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we look forward to watching your journey and watching you grow. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, you're welcome. Thank mm -hmm. you. So um, just to discuss a little bit or a few style tips. Well, first, when Aaliyah came to me, I knew that she was a businesswoman. So in what I do, it's important to make sure that whatever I'm creating for a client, that I'm dressing them according to their lifestyle. When will they be wearing these garments? What suits them? So Aaliyah is a businesswoman. How can I incorporate some of my designer items and some of the colors, some of the flair where it fits her life? So most businesswomen, they're going to wear slacks, period. So say you're intimidated and you don't know how to get started with custom apparel with my pieces. I would say start something, start with something simple like blouses. The good thing about blouses is that you can make a statement. The price is a, a relatively good starting point, but then you still can feel like you're dressed for work or for a dinner party. So Aaliyah has on some basic black slacks. Most women are going to own, if you're in the workplace, some basic black slacks. But with her top, we're able to really play with color. This is our gradual, I mean, this is our three-quarter puff sleeve. Um, it does have a cuff and a button closure. You have an option on this blouse to actually get it with a standard collar or with a bow. You also can change the neckline, but she's wearing our standard collared blouse. Um, it does have front button closure. Um, we do recommend that you professionally dry clean a blouse like this because the, that way the colors can keep their vibrancy. Um, now, the good thing about something like this is that it's going to transition well, whether you have um, a meeting at work if you want to pop it on uh, with a, a pencil skirt, or if you want to pop it on with a high waist skirt, that way you have a you're making a statement with the blouse, but everything else you can kind of downplay it. It's something that's comfortable as well as something that's functional. Thank you for listening to the Aaliyah Henry Show. Remember, be bold enough to use your voice. Brave enough to listen to your heart and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. See you next time.